Hello, love, and welcome. I am here to share a very important message with you today, something that is always on my mind and something that I think is really on all of our minds all the time, yet we're not always aware of it. And that thing is death. With the intention of bringing full presence to our life, meaning the fact that you are literally alive right now with senses to be able to touch and see and smell and hear and experience and have feelings like you are having a human experience right now. And that often goes unnoticed and it often, you know, it's something we just naturally take for granted because we always have it. As long as we're here, we have it. And yet a lot of us are maybe even not even aware that we're actually really terrified of the fact that we are going to die and that everyone we love is also going to die. I don't know if you knew that, but that's in the back of your mind at all times. And we are hardwired to prevent that in any case. Yet it's something that um, when contemplated with intention, with awareness, and really I would say like full willingness to feel it, it, it is what brings so much meaning to life. So I, you know, I've, I've thought about this a lot in my life and I try to think, and I don't, I don't even try to think about it, it's just is something I think about often because it really helps me um, ground myself and have gratitude for where I am now, especially in this fast-paced life that we're, um, many of us, I would say, are living, but the collective is kind of in this, you know, propelling forward, um, just constant momentum of getting to the next thing. And it can be tricky to balance that with having gratitude for what you have now. And I'm really trying to uh, master this in my own life. And I feel like I'm doing a pretty good job considering um, how big my dreams and goals and desires are. And also, you know, how humble my current life situation is. Um, relatively speaking, of course, I know that I'm privileged to even have a home and a shelter and, and food and uh, a vehicle and all these things. Um, and so I'm saying that relatively speaking, because I understand that there, there, there's such a spectrum, but I have a desire, you know, I have big desires and here we are in this like, not so great, like apartment that we can't decorate. We don't have a yard. I can't have a pet, all these things I could list off, but it's like, but I still am so fucking excited to be alive. I'm so grateful for this space. I'm so grateful for my partner and my food and my breath and my crystals and my family. And I feel it. It's not like a gratitude list. I feel it because I know I'm willing to let myself understand fully that I'm going to die and that I am going to most likely witness those around me die. I'm, you know, I'm going to lose their physical presence in this world. So the reason I'm bringing this up now is because I'm going to share with you, um, an Instagram post that brought me to tears. That's, it's the longest Instagram post I have ever sat and read in my entire life. Um, meaning like it wasn't in the caption. It was like a, like photos of text from this girl, Allie Shaper, I think is how you say her last name. She's someone I follow on Instagram. She's the co-founder of a company, a brand called Super Mush, um, which are super, like super mushrooms, basically. Um, it's like 
not psychedelic mushrooms, although she is a proponent of trying to um, legalize psychedelic mushrooms and um, she is kind of like taking part in certain things that can hopefully help usher that along um, more quickly. But basically it's a functional mushroom brand and uh, I have some of their mouth sprays that have like chaga and lion's mane and reishi mushrooms and I have their beanie and it's super cute. Anyway, she recently lost her dad and she made a post about it that is very thought out, very beautiful and very important, I think, for everyone to read. So I shared it to my Instagram, but I know that most people aren't going to sit and read through these. Um, and also just not th- not everybody is going to see it. So I felt really inspired to share it with you here in audio form. So if you'd like, I invite you to use the next few minutes of listening to this as an activation, truly a remembrance and Um, an opportunity to take the gift that Allie is giving to us from sharing this experience of losing her father, someone that she did not expect to lose this soon, yet she has done enough spiritual journeying with herself to be able to witness this experience from an observer's perspective while still going through all the emotions she's able to see it and witness it and express it in such a beautiful way which is why I wanted to share it with you so take a moment and really taste your own breath feel your lungs filling up with oxygen recognize that you are in a human living creature body deepest breath you've taken all day long let out a sigh Relax, soften your face, lower your shoulders, release your jaw, and maybe even close your eyes if you can and just simply listen to what I'm about to read you. This is Allie's post um, after she basically expressed how her dad died and what went on. She wrote her dad a letter and she lists the top lessons that she learned from him. So that is what I'm about to read to you. Enjoy. Dad, death is something that we talked about often. It was something that you planned for and welcomed, but with the understanding that it was multiple decades away. In an attempt to make sense of this heartbreak, I know you'd want us to see how we can turn it into something beautiful. As I reflect on your life, Here are my top lessons. Lesson number one. It's a shame that the best things we tend to say about people are at their funerals. I'm grateful that there was a constant verbalized understanding of the love between our family. Although spoken, it was understood without the necessity of words. Lesson two. Destination happiness, quote, does not exist. Much of our relationship in my adult life was FaceTime conversations, bantering about this concept that I believe in so wholeheartedly. You always reflected you could fully relax and stop stressing after you retire. You worked harder than anyone I know, logging on an average 75 to 80 hours a week for five plus decades. God has a sense of humor, 
because he decided to end your time here on earth five days before your retirement, which is both tragic and comedic. Living every day like it's your last has become a really loud message. They say cliche becomes wisdom through experience. Lesson number three. All we have to show for our life is who is around our deathbed and who's at our funeral. We misunderstand wealth. It's the people you love that make you rich. This landed fully for you, especially towards the last years of your life. Lesson number four. The physical form of our connection is gone, but your spirit is not. A friend reminded me that energy can never be created nor destroyed, only transferred in form. You took up a lot of space, but as big as the physical hole feels in our hearts, your energy has simply changed form and is accessible to us in any moment. Lesson five, a lot of people move through the world with the intent to collect or manipulate power for personal gain. They lead with fear try to hack the system, or cheat the code to accumulate more of everything. Your compass took you the opposite direction, and you played the game of life the way it is meant to be played. Your life wasn't designed for quick wins. You were a slow burn, and a product of the process of doing the right thing every day, over and over again. Lesson 6. I immediately wondered if you got to reap the benefits of the integrity and love you lived with, and then realized that wasn't the point. You never lived your life to reap the benefits. You lived so that others could. Your legacy for me and hundreds of others who knew you is to give generously and expect nothing in return. Lesson seven. You made everything better for the sake of making everything better. It is easy in the world we live in to forgo integrity for social capital, but you never, ever did, even when the path would have been easier. Justice for when you were wronged was uninteresting to you, and you just moved on to the next thing and proceeded to make it better for the sake of making it better. Lesson number eight, magic in simplicity. Knowing what to give a damn about. When I'd tell you about my LA life, you'd tell me I may be slightly overcomplicating things. There's so much nuance and drama that we spin about in our minds. But your brilliance, both in work and in life, was a distillation of the complication to beautiful simplicity. Lesson nine, you were in love with mom. Maddie, Jack, and I saw it and felt it. It's such a rare privilege to witness your parents being in love after 36 years of marriage. I loved looking at you two cuddle on the couch, hearing you banter, or the way you defended her and spoke so highly of her both inside and outside of the home. I hope every person gets to experience the reverence and respect in partnership that you had with mom. Lesson 10. Reputation takes decades to build and crumbles instantly. You are a result of what happens in the micro appearing in the macro. 
an accumulation of thousands of interactions being a truly kind human. Lesson 11. You relentlessly believed and supported me, no matter what. Your unwavering belief enabled me to take bigger risks because the fear of failure wasn't something you allowed for me to cloud dreams with. You gave me a paperweight when I graduated grad school that said, you know all those things you wanted to go do, you should go do them. This simplicity and empowerment was the ultimate gift for all of your kids. Lesson 12. Probably what feels the most important to share is that you wanted what you had versus having what you wanted, a subtle but important difference. By nature of wanting and fully reveling in the magic of wanting what you had, you had what you wanted. I hope to live more like this because of you. Those were her 12 lessons, and she goes on to say, Life always exists in dualities, but what's been particularly fascinating have been the moments of joy and sorrow coexisting as the world continues. There's no pause button on the life remote for grief to run its course. I spent the first four weeks after he passed with my mom in Georgia. On January 5th, we launched a new product for my company. In the moment, we made the product page live on the website and did all the normal launch hype things, post on Instagram, sent around to all of the community, to create buzz on the internet. I sat in my dad's office chair, listened to my mom cry on the phone with one of her sisters in the room behind me, and looked at his ashes in a box on the kitchen table in front of me. My immediate thought, this is life at its rawest. Moments of celebration sandwiched perfectly between moments of tragedy. Opposite of the spectrum, feelings can not only coexist, but can synchronize in a single moment. The reality is, none of us know when we're going to stop breathing. Death is the only thing that connects us all. The only thing we truly have in common. We're all hurling towards it. And slowly but surely, people in your inner circle are going to take their last breath. I'm trying to remember in every conversation I have with someone I love, there's a 100% chance that one of us is going to leave Earth before the other. Safe to say, departure from life has been on my mind a lot. I don't want to live in constant fear of death, rather in constant awareness. There's freedom in the steady awareness. And that freedom creates a sense of urgency to live fully. One of my spiritual teachers shared with me last year, every time you take a breath, say thank you. This postulation is the first thing that ran through my brain as I sat on that plane and looked out at my dad's sunset. My relationship to this experience has largely been informed through years of working with psychedelic medicine, primarily psilocybin mushrooms. One of the things that I'm most grateful for and has given me solace is that both my parents were open-minded enough after a multi-year education process to explore with psychedelics. Mushrooms were transformative for my dad, both larger consciousness altering macro doses as well as micro dosing. He was micro dosing on a supplementation protocol all year and called them his happy pills. 
My mom has shared with me that her understanding of his sudden passing and personal will to continue living would be radically different and severely impaired if it weren't for her transformational experience with psilocybin. Culturally, we're taught to understand that heaven is above us and that somehow when our soul transitions out of our body, we ascend into the clouds and look down on the earth. I believe psychedelics open your visual cortex to the heaven that is all around you. Mystical and deeply spiritual experiences and connection with a divine force greater than ourselves is accessible at any moment. We're just typically blinded to it due to the duties of being plugged into the matrix. But as many friends have shared with me, death makes the veil thin. The place between the seen and the unseen, our 3D world and the spiritual world. My sense of urgency to help increase safe access to these medicines has solidified tenfold given my parents' transformational experiences. They never would have been exposed to the world of mushrooms if not for the field I happened to work in. The overpowering lessons my dad's passing have been vast, but what feels most present is that destination happiness, the concept that floated through so many of our conversations, does not exist. The disease of if this, then, is seemingly creating an endemic of daily postponement of joy for future payouts that may or may not ever come. Destination happiness does not exist, so here's to wanting what you have. Not to breed the type of contentedness that creates stagnation or apathy, quite the opposite. The type of contentedness that induces your nervous system to relax into the beauty of your life so that you can train your mind and body to open to the heaven that is all around you. Our worries are all under the assumption that we're going to make it to next Monday. Closing this stream of consciousness out with my favorite thing to say to my dad when either of us would be stressed about anything. We're on a spinning planet in the middle of nowhere. We're just here to visit for a while. Enjoy the journey. Tomorrow isn't promised. such a beautiful expression and truly it feels like a piece of art that is such a gift I mean when I read it I just felt like she said so many things that I have felt and thought before but I've not put into words and like I said she's experiencing the loss you know of her dad maybe you have lost somebody close to you maybe you haven't and it really scares you to think about losing someone that you love that's why this is a gift because it allows us to go there without maybe having to go there yet, but to fully recognize what is inevitable, speaking to losing people, but then also what is real, what is actually currently happening and how truly important it is, you know, to just kind of shake ourselves for a moment and be like, hey, like, Stop pretending like you're going to be happy in some future date down the road and waiting for that to come, you know, talking about really being aware of the heaven that's all around you, like take this moment here and now, look around you, whatever you have, what if that's all you ever got to have? What if it had to be enough? Could you breathe into it? Could you allow it to be enough? 
Can you just be present with it and love it and embrace it, even if it's uncomfortable or ugly or not exactly what you chose or what you want? Can you fully just allow it all in just by the simple fact of knowing that the opposite is to not be here at all and that that's a reality that we all face and we don't know when? So this is a practice, but it's also something that can happen immediately, like right now, feel it, breathe into it, be alive, actually be alive in your life and take this gift of, you know, loss, of death, of this finite existence that we know of in this conscious human reality and use it as the gift that it is to fully live here and now in your physical body, to fully taste your food, to fully be present with yourself, with your children, to love your body, to not talk badly to yourself, to not chase after future events, but to be present and to lovingly allow uh, the beautiful things that may or may not come into your life in your future and prioritize this day. Prioritize this breath. Prioritize this moment because this is it. This is your life. It is happening right the fuck now. It is happening now. No other place, no other time. There is no destination happiness to get to. It's here. You have to choose it. You get to choose it. That is the gift. The question is, will you choose it? And I think you will. I think you are. Let's take a deep belly breath in together. Let's close this out lovingly, breathing into your body, breathing into your lungs, and letting it go. Yes, you are alive. You are alive. I'm alive. I'm so grateful. I am so fucking grateful. I am alive, and this is a gift, and I'm here to feel it all. So let's do it, you guys. Let's Let's live. Let's live. Let's live. Let's love. Let's open ourselves up to this full spectrum human experience for the gift that it is. Sending you so much love. Till next time.